This morning we have a very dangerous confession for you um, as we are in part five of Confessions of a Loser. And that loser, you're looking at him, that's me, the biggest loser in this room, I am quite sure. Um, confession dangerous. Here we go. When I am not careful about what I see, then I'm not careful about what I think. And when I'm not careful about what I think, my life falls apart. When I'm not careful about what I see, then I'm not careful about what I think. And when I'm not careful about what I think, my life falls apart. And I think we can summarize that by saying this. The, the, the direction of my eyes today determines the direction of my life tomorrow. In other words, what I allow myself to see what I allow myself to take a second look at, what I allow myself to take a lingering look at, has a direct impact on the direction of my life. So as we think about ourselves, of all the things in the world, maybe we have chosen to look at that thing. And this morning we kind of want to answer for ourselves, what is that for you. Of everything in all of creation, maybe there's something that you just can't help yourself when it comes to looking at that. What is that for you? What is it that gets that first look? What is it that gets that second look? And what is it that gets that lingering look? Now, for some of us, it's it's electronic, maybe digital. Maybe for you, possibly it's all contained in YouTube and you just can't seem to get away from YouTube. Maybe for you, it involves your cell phone. Maybe it's Facebook on your cell phone, Instagram or Pinterest or Snapchat. We could go on and on. Maybe that just captures your eyes throughout the day. For some of us, it could be video gaming. You just maybe can't stop looking at it. When, when there are other things that need to be done, when there are other things that you should be doing, maybe it's the video game that actually gets your attention. And the hours maybe just slip between your fingers and the game. For some of us, maybe it's that false intimacy of pornography. Or maybe for you it actually involves real people. Maybe it's, maybe it's you and someone else and in your mind you're saying, I I'm just admiring. Or maybe you think to yourself and justify it by saying, I'm just window shopping. Or I'm just looking, I know not to touch. But of everything that is out there to look at, perhaps something has developed into a situation. Maybe an attraction to that. And our question this morning is, what is that for you? Because I, I don't think I'm alone. I think for all of us that the direction of our eyes 
determined today determines the direction of our life tomorrow. And you know, Jesus spoke very specifically about this topic, very specifically about the things that we choose to see. So let's go to the words of Jesus. Um, and he begins this by talking about behavior and action. So let's go right into his words, Luke chapter 11 and verse 33. He says, no one lights a lamp and hides it or puts it under a basket. He says, nobody does that. Instead, he says, a lamp is placed on a stand where, it can, where its light can be seen by all who enter the house. So Jesus is saying this light is designed to benefit other people. It's designed to help them. It's designed for them. It's not designed to hide. He said, you're going to set it right in the middle so everyone can see it. Now, when we think about that, setting something in the middle so everyone can see, we could have a tendency to think, if we're not careful, that we could get away with controlling what other people see about my life and about your life. So we could say, if we're going to be kind of out in the open where people can see us, then I need to make sure they see the right thing. And it sounds like Jesus is saying that what is most important here is what everyone sees. So let's give them what they want to see. You know, put on a good show. Just so they can see us being good or doing the right thing. But even if we're not genuine, sometimes we think, well, I can fake it. I can fake it. I can do some things to fake that light. But Jesus is going to go on and we're going to discover that faking that light, it's not really even possible. Verse 34, Jesus goes on. Your eye, and let me pause here, Jesus is not really being figurative as he uses this word eye. He's being very literal here with the word I. Now, he gives us a figurative look here in the whole sentence, but he's talking about your eye. Your eye is a lamp that provides light for your body. In other words, now we're not looking at what's coming out of your life. Now Jesus turns it around and is looking at what is coming into your life. Your eye is the lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is good, in other words, when your eyes are looking at good things, when your eye is good, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is bad, when your eyes are looking at the wrong things, he says then, your body is filled with darkness. Jesus is saying, the things that we choose to allow through our eyes make a direct and an immediate difference in our hearts on the inside. So what I look at and the habits around what I look at and my choices around what I look like immediately impact my character on the inside. And that part of me on the inside, it appears and seems is what God cares so much about. So what we see lands in our minds, and, and that is either light 
or it is darkness. But whatever it is, there it lands, and there it grows. And let me ask you a question. What grows so well in the dark? Besides mushrooms, <laughs> mold. Doesn't mold just really take off in the dark? That's what comes to my mind anyway. And have you ever noticed it starts off really small? Just a little bit of darkness. Just a little peek with my eyes. Just a little look. It always starts off very small. And it almost always starts off really pretty harmless, in fact. Just a harmless second look. Or just a harmless lingering look. <laughs> Doesn't really hurt anyone, does it? I mean, they don't know that I'm looking. Just linger for a little bit. Just look at it a little bit longer. And you know what? This can happen to anyone because it does start out small and it starts out pretty harmless. Just don't guard your eyes for, for a few days. And see what happens to your thinking and your mind in the direction of your life. Just don't guard your eyes, anything you look at, for a few days or a few weeks, maybe a few months. I promise you this, it will not take years, not even one year. After just a few days, weeks, a month, you are going to notice a difference in your life. But more importantly, all the people around you will notice something very different in your life. And you will see, and many of us have discovered, what started out as small and harmless has grown in that dark place, and it has become a habit. And then it becomes a problem. And for some people, maybe even an addiction. And what happened? How did it get to that point? And the answer really is what started out small and harmless led to this dark place and it grew and it grew and it eventually, it took over. The question comes back as often as it does with God. The question is this, what is going on on the inside? What is growing on the inside? Is it his light? Or is it that mold growing in a dark place? Because the direction of my eyes today determines the direction of my life tomorrow. And Jesus now, in this next verse, it is as if he is looking directly through our eyes. And into our most inner parts in our lives. And he says this in verse 35. Make sure. In other words, be careful. Be so cautious. Make sure that the light that you think you have is not actually darkness. Now in this passage we're reading today, this is the only command, the only instruction that Christ gives us. The rest is information. 
This is the only instruction he gives us in this passage. And he says, be careful. Make sure. Don't just assume. Be careful. Be cautious. Make sure. Take inventory. In other words, don't fool ourselves by thinking that we have a little bit of light, just enough. Yes, yes, yes. I, I know. I know, Jesus. I know. I know. There is some darkness in there. After all, Jesus, nobody's perfect. I mean, there's a little bit of light. And Jesus is saying, wait a minute, be careful. Don't, don't fool yourself. Don't, don't just think that a little bit of light here and there in your life is going to make up for that flood of darkness that you have allowed in. You can't just say, okay, Jesus, you know, I, I, I went to church, I, you know, out of the month, I went twice, or I went three times, or I went once a month, or I went every single week, and I got me an hour of light. But then we spend the rest of the week flooding our eyes with darkness. And Jesus says, don't fool yourself into thinking that you have a little bit of light, enough to make up for the darkness, for those things in our lives that are growing in the dark, that we have allowed to grow. And Jesus is saying, watch out. Be careful. Examine how much light you are really allowing through your eyes. And how much of it is darkness. And then ask yourself, is it true that it is mostly darkness that I'm allowing through my eyes? And if that is, then we have to ask ourselves, what is growing in that darkness? Now there's a foundation to what Jesus is asking us here. When he says, be careful, when he says, watch out, take notice, take inventory, Look at what's going on inside. The foundation that he is building upon with those phrases is a foundation, one word, and it's called holiness. Now, holiness is a scary word. We've heard a whole lot of things about holy, and it, it's, it is intimidating, and it's scary. But holiness really is simply a process. It's a transformation, little by little, day by day, becoming more and a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more like Jesus through your whole life. And personal transformation, this holiness, is what is going to change not only you and me, but it's going to change the world around us. It's going to change our family. It's going to change our work environment. It's going to change those things around us. And if you get enough people who are in this process of holiness, in this process of little by little, day by day, becoming a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more like Jesus, then we don't just change our work environment and our family, but together we begin to change the world. And I just can't help but think 
that what is wrong in the United States of America today, there is very little holiness, personal transformation actually happening. What is in the mind? Well, Jesus instructs us to be careful with what we expose our eyes to. Because whatever we let into our eyes, we better begin to ask some filtering questions. Here's the first. Is that, what I'm letting into my eyes, is that good for my heart? Here's another question. Is that that I'm letting into my eyes, is it the light of Jesus or is it darkness? If I let this through my eyes, what is going to grow? Because something always grows. Here's some more filters. What are you going to let through your eyes if you think nobody's watching you? Here's another one. What are you going to let through your eyes if you think that nobody will know what you're about to do? Here's another one. What will you let through your eyes if you think that no one will find out about that? If no one will find out about that weekend you're away, if no one will find out about that vacation, if no one will find out about what happens at that trip to the beach, if nobody will find out about what happens at the river, about what happens on that trip, about what's going to happen on that cruise, if nobody finds out, what will you allow through your eyes? And Jesus goes on, verse 36. If you are filled with light with no dark corners, then your whole life, he says, will be radiant as though a floodlight were filling you with light. Now Jesus is describing this result, this process of holiness. This result, this process of being transformed little by little, day by day. The light of Jesus shining through your life more and more and more to the point where there are no dark corners, no secret hiding places inside your life for those favorite sins that we are allowing things through our eyes and say, oh, I'm going to hang on to that. And we can't fake it very long. We can fake it for a little while, but not long until we are found out that we're not really following Jesus because we end up powerless. We end up with this empty, dim, dark light because our lives are actually filled with that deadly, dark mold that grows in the dark. You know, the world around us does not need a show. They need the real light of Jesus shining through your life and my life. You know, we get confused about this 
holiness thing. We get confused because we think, okay, God, just show me the list. Show me the list of the things you say, do this, do this, do this, and I will check them off. And show me the list of things that say, do not do this and this and this, and I will avoid those. Just show me the list, and I will follow the list. But he really hasn't given us a great, exhaustive, extensive list. I mean, we could pick out a few things, but he hasn't really given us this great list in the new covenant. We don't see that. Because that leads to legalism. We get confused about this thing called holiness. And we think, God, I'll never be holy. I have blown it in too many ways. I will never make it. I've blown it. I've already missed my shot. I've blown it. I've messed up too big and too often. But you know, holiness, it's not perfection. It's not. We will never be perfect this side of heaven. So it's not perfection. The world doesn't even need you to be perfect. They have Jesus for perfection. They can look at Jesus. They need the hope that if God can change me, He can change them. The hope that if God can change you and begin making changes in your life, then God can begin making changes in theirs. They need that hope. But we get confused about holiness. We think to ourselves, okay, okay, holy, holy, holy. I, I'm just, just going to separate myself from everything that is not like Jesus. I'll only listen to Christian music, K-Love, something like that. I'll just listen to Christian music. I'll only be around Christian friends and Christian people. And I'll keep separate from everyone else and everything else. But that's not holiness. Now, that was kind of how holiness was in the Old Testament, the Old Covenant. But that's not what it is in the New Covenant. Holiness is not removing ourselves from the world. So here's the truth about holiness. Holiness is a state, a condition of the heart. Where moment by moment, we're living aware of God and tuned in to God. Our hearts toward God, moment by moment. The world does not need your show. The world does not need legalism. The world does not need our perfection. The world needs us to be genuine, genuinely transformed more and more, a little more each day. So that they can see the genuine light of Jesus shining through our lives. As the band comes up, I want you to listen to this verse. Listen to Peter describe this process. 
1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13, Peter says, So think clearly and exercise self-control. Look forward to the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. And here he says in verse 14, So you must live as God's obedient children. He says, don't, don't slip back in these old ways. These old ways of living, these old ways of doing things where we're satisfying our own desires. He, Peter says, you didn't know better back then. Don't slip back into that. But this is where he really zeroes in on this concept. But now you must be holy in everything you do. And for us this morning, what we're bringing in through our eyes, you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. And now here's our verse that I want you to plant deeply into your heart this week. Peter says, for the scriptures say, and now he's quoting God, you must be holy because I am holy, God says. You must be holy because I am holy. You must be holy, God says, because I'm holy. And this is where we're going to end for today. Because the direction of my eyes today is going to determine the direction of my life tomorrow. So let's take this verse this week and let's plant it deeply into our hearts where we can recall that verse in a moment. Peter says, for the scriptures say, you must be holy because I am holy. Will you say that with me, that quote from God? I'm going to say it and then you say it with me. You must be holy because I am holy. Will you say that with me? You must be holy because I am holy. One more time. You must be holy because I am holy. Will you let that verse sink very deeply into your heart? And I'm going to ask you to do a couple things this week. Now, I know this is going to sound really hokey pokey. I know it is. I know it's going to. But this is something that has and continues to make a difference in my life. I call it the... Sh the <laughs> You've heard of shake and bake. When I was growing up, that was an actual product. It wasn't a tagline in a movie with Will Ferrell. It was shake and bake. Anybody that old? <laughs> shake and bake. And I helped. This is not shake and bake. This is called shake and bounce, <laughs> as only a pastor my size could do. Shake and bounce. With that verse firmly in your heart, when your eyes this week run across something that does not pass that filter, you know immediately that's not going to be good for my heart. That is, is going to grow something dark inside of me. When your eyes, sometimes we can't help that first. We see it. It's just there. But we have to ask our question, what's going to happen after that? Is it going to get a second look, a lingering look after that? So here's the shake. I literally will close my eyes and I will shake my, my head. Nope, not today. Nope. Mm -mm. 
I don't even say anything, but inside my head, I say, no, no, not today. Sometimes I do say it out loud. <laughs> not today. And I think, got to be holy. Like God is holy. That's what he commanded. Nope, not today. And I shake it away. But you got to open your eyes again, right? <laughs> Eventually. And so you got to bounce your eyes to something else. Quite literally, bounce them to something else. Get control. Just shake it off out of your head. No, not today. Got to be holy as God said holy and bounce them to something else immediately. Shake and bounce. I know it sounds stupid. It sounds hokey pokey. I know. But it's no jokey. <laughs> It'll, it, it, it will work for you as it is working for me in my life. Sometimes you just have to close your eyes and end whatever is coming in and shake it off. Say no. God said, be holy like he is holy. No. And bounce them to something else. Will you do that with me this week? Will you just try? Will you just try? Because the direction of our eyes today, in that moment, is going to determine the direction of our life tomorrow. And the world around you, your family, your friends, your work environment and our world need you and me to be very careful with what we allow in our eyes. Let's pray. Jesus, you told us to make sure to be careful that the light that we think we have is not actually darkness. Jesus, help us to think clearly and to exercise self-control this week. May we live as your obedient children. May your spirit, God, help us to not slip back into our old ways of living to satisfy our own desires. God, help us to control what we allow through our eyes and into our lives. Help us to be holy in everything we do, just as you are holy, God. And we ask that you give us the wisdom to know what to do with what we have heard. And we ask you, Jesus, to give us the courage to do it. Amen.